You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church, Salt Lake City. For more information on our church, go to c3saltlakecity.com. Hey, how about we give it up for the real man, the, the, the legend, Jesus Christ. Come on, 10, 15 seconds. You're amazing, God. You're extraordinary. You're alive. You're, you're wanting to do things in this city through this church, and, and we honor you and offer ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Left. C3 Salt Lake. Man, you guys got it going on here. What an atmosphere. Uh, Pastor John and I were here, uh, I don't know, when was that? Maybe February. And uh, I was thinking, man, you guys, you guys are really starting to ca- capture the culture. And, uh, but to be here for just only three, four months later and see the growth. Um, sometimes when you're in something, it, it's hard to see that it's growing. Um, you know, have you ever had like little kids and, you know, you see them every day, so it's like no big deal. But then, you know, Uncle Larry comes over and he's like, wow, man, you, this kid's grown. And so I'm just, well, I'm not Uncle Larry, but I'm, I, I just want to come to encourage you. There's a lot of growth happening here and I can feel it and sense it. It's really fun. And um, people are getting better looking around here. I thought you had some good looking people back in the day, Vince. Um, well, um, my name's Colin. I brought my beautiful, stunning wife, Melissa, with me. Can you stand up, Melissa? I also brought uh, our daughter, Bethany, who's in Kids Church, and my champion son, Josiah. Stand up real quick. Josiah, yes, he's here with us. We thought we'd turn uh, our little trip to Salt Lake City into a little vacation. So we're going to go down to Zion National Park and uh, maybe go to Park City, play around. I don't know. We're going to have some fun, though. Yeah. Well, I hope you're ready. We're going to have a blast uh, today. Uh, Worship team, extraordinary. That's another thing that's growing. Seriously. The presence of God, the atmosphere. I wonder if it has something to do with the mighty Andy coming in here and injecting. Nothing like you, man. My favorite man on the planet. Uh, you guys are good to go, but thanks for setting the atmosphere. Um, speaking of my son Josiah, you know, we were watching. Um, his brother was, like, starting to show him all the Marvel movies kind of thing, you know. Anybody into that whole world? Yeah. <laughs> so... Josiah, like, looks at me and he says, hey, Dad, how come all the evil guys are bald businessmen? I didn't really have an answer, I mean. (laughs) Um, Hey, how cool was that video? Um, It's important to know what you're a part of. When Melissa and I, we moved from Seattle, Washington, down to San Diego uh, almost eight years ago. And when, when we got there, there was nothing like that going on. 
it was just in seed form. It was in, we had a vision for it. We were believing for it. We were in the process of activating that level. Um, but we were meeting in a middle school. We were renting a facility. We didn't own any buildings. We had vision for buildings. Um, and so please understand, don't think that's that far off. That was just eight, less than eight years ago, we came from meeting in a middle school to being a part of an extraordinary move of God that has, um, that has selected this church. I mean, we, we, are, we have people all over the United States that want to be a part of what we're doing, but we felt, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne felt like there was something about this church that we wanted to adopt into this movement and bring revival, bring awakening, bring a whole lot, that and more, that and more to Salt Lake City. So I want you to know um, you have selected an extraordinary church to be a part of. Yeah, we're in a movie theater right now, which is actually a lot nicer than that middle school we were in. Oh, my gosh. What were we thinking? Why didn't we go find a theater, Andy? Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> not a bad temporary place. But uh, just know, not only did you select an extraordinary church and movement to be a part of, but I almost think you were selected to be a part of something remarkable in this city. All right? Uh, we really want to honor Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. Um, they, they, their leadership and vision and health has so transformed our lives and made, a, made us healthier people. And healthy people are people that God can scale. He can enlarge you. The first thing he wants to do is get your life functioning. But then he wants to grow you and make you influential and make you um, strong and give you the ability to make a difference. Right? And so them coming here uh, almost 15, 14 years ago, um, they left everything they knew, everything that was comfortable so they could bring the United States something it didn't have. And uh, I'm just so grateful for their courage. This is Vision Builders Month right here. I'm going to talk a little bit about Vision Builders and how critical it is. But they were the first Vision Builders. They didn't just, they didn't just leave everything that was valuable to them um, and come to, come to the United States. But they, were the, they mortgaged their house and gave the first $100,000 to Vision Builders before Vision Builders exist to say, hey, somebody needs to pay a price for a move of God. Why not us? And so I just love them. I love leaders with skin in the game. You know, it's one thing to have vision. It's another thing to put your life on the line. To have passion and vision is really what takes cities and takes ground. Passion isn't just exuberance and excitement. Passion is a price you're willing to pay for something. That's really the definition of passion is you want it bad enough to pay a price. That's why Jesus, the, the, right before he went to the cross, it was called Passion Week. He wasn't just excited, preaching, pumped. He just said, I'm going to pay a price for the things that I value. I value the Father's business so much that I'm passionate about it. So much that I'll pay the ultimate price. So grateful for leaders that pay a price to see the will of God, God's will done in Salt Lake City. We love this city. 
C3 loves this city. We also love your pastors. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Vince and Becca, these guys are the real deal. When we, me and John came here a couple uh, months ago, the first thing I said to John on the way home is like, man, I love Vince and Becca. I can follow them. There's something on there. There's a touch of God on them. You know what I think it is? It's not just the gifting. Um, because God needs gifting, certainly. But he really needs people that want to pay a price. I feel like there's a price-paying quotient in you. You guys are willing to do whatever it takes to, um, to get this thing going. But uh, Vince took me skiing, took me to Mount Solitude, right? Is that right? It was so sweet. It was one of the best days of my life, man, up there. I mean, uh, the, so the snow was so soft that when I fell, it didn't hurt. And, uh, but this guy can ski, man. He is a freak skier, and he was hopping all around that mountain. And that IPA that I had on the mountain was the greatest beer that I've ever had in my life, man. It, it was getting colder as it sat there. I, I was like... Is, am I in heaven? I've gone to heaven. I went to Salt Lake City, went to a killer church, hung around amazing leaders, and then went and had a cold IPA on the mountain. It was like, welcome to heaven. So give it up for uh, Vince and Becca. Love you guys. Love, 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 love. Um, well, let's dive into this thing. Um, we're talking around vision builders. Um, vision builders, if you don't know, does anybody, is the first kind, maybe, obviously this is your first vision builders, right? So I'm going to pretend like you don't know anything. This was where we were when we first showed up at C3 uh, eight years ago. We didn't know what it was. Um, we'd never been a part of a church that wanted to take a city. And we'd been a part of good churches that loved people and cared about restoring people and taught health and taught the Bible. We had just never been a part of a church that had the audacity to believe that it could influence a city. We'd never been a part of something like that and had the vision and actually was willing to ask us to participate in taking cities. And I'll tell you something, something shifts inside of you when you start having the audacity to take territory. And so I want you to know, um, Vision Builders is not a, a, a money-raising campaign to hopefully one day finance a facility that we can call our own. Vision Builders is us responding to God's heart to influence culture, to influence cities. Very few churches have the audacity to take cities. Very, most churches are retreating from cities, going out to the suburbs where it's safe, you know, where land is cheap, and, you know, hopefully we can pick up something. No, no, no. Think about that, man. I mean, when God built Solomon's temple, he, he said right on the mountain, like the, the peak point, the, the most important property, the most influential property. I love being a part of a church that thinks big and dreams big and Vision Builders is where we line ourselves up with God's vision for this city, Salt Lake City. And we begin to purchase and invest in and finance God's will in this city. Okay, so there's a couple things about it. Um, there has not been one thing that we've participated in. And, you know, you've seen some of the conferences we do. 
free every Sunday is potent around C3, man. And uh, and Emerge Conference, um, Empower this year, it's Presence for the ladies, Cherish. All those things have shifted our lives, transformed our life. We just got back from the Marriage Conference. I will never miss another Marriage Conference. Dude, they did a whole session on sex. And the speakers there, Tony and, and uh, Alisa, Alicia um, De Lorenzo were basically saying, have more sex. And we're the only church where men are taking their wives to, to, to the marriage conference. I'm telling you, it's the only movement, man. It's the only movement. And then you go to Emerge, any Rise guys, any guys get to that Emerge conference? I know. I saw, I saw Salt Lake representing there. There was an MMA fight right before worship. I've never seen men worship like that. It was like a roar. And it was like, God, with all my testosterone, I offer my life to you. It was like, what the heck? And so, you know, being a part of a church that redefines and breaks, breaks the limitations and the, kills the sacred cows, we honor the word and we honor Christ and we honor the, the, the heart of God. But we're pushing the limits on culture and we're leading culture. But of all these amazing conferences that we've been to and all the things that have, have really had an, an effect on our lives, nothing has been more powerful than vision builders for our lives. It might be because we're business pastors. It might be because God's called us to the marketplace, to every sphere of culture. God's called us to um, raise up governors, um, people in the arts, athletes. Man, I'm just pretty excited. You guys got a nice little stadium here, Real Salt Lake. Anybody watch the Champions League yesterday? Uh, Liverpool. Oh, that's my team. They won the Champions League final. It's been five years since they even won a trophy. So they won the biggest one. But we believe the influence you have. You know, the, uh, the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper for Liverpool is a guy named Allison Becker. He plays for the Brazil team. He's uh, in front of the whole world. Probably a billion and a half people watching the game. Okay? He takes off his goalie jersey. He has a white shirt on that says, cross equals heart. In front of a billion and a half people. You, you realize that the church is designed to awaken people to shift culture and influence culture. We love the arts. We love sports. We love education. We even love media. What a day to be raised up in journalism. There's not one area of culture that's not untakeable. If you're going to take cities, you have to understand the marketplace. Billy Graham said one of the next great moves of God is going to happen in the marketplace. C3 is a church where we awaken marketplace giants and influencers, those that are salt. Remember Dabo Sweeney? I love that guy. I think he's one. He's the only guy that can kick Nick Saban's little hiney out of Alabama. He's the coach of Clemson. He teaches his young athletes, hey, let the light shining in you be greater than the light shining on you. I mean, you, you see, it's a mindset that says there's no one more unstoppable than our Christ, and yet he needs a church that will partner with him to make his name famous and to influence culture. And Vision Builders has been that avenue. There's a couple things about Vision, vision Builders. We're believing that our footprint as a church 
will be enlarged so we can disciple and impact the city we've been called to reach. We're believing that Jesus' reputation in Salt Lake City will be advanced. We're believing that we'd be a church and a generation that takes ground in the city. On your watch, in your generation, do you want it to get darker? Or are actually you the one who his light is to shine upon so that you can bring his influence to this city? That's the church God is looking for. That's why he loved David. He didn't love David because he was a good harp player. I think David didn't even like harp practice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You musicians here, you think David was a harp player. He's like, Mom, I don't want to play the harp. I want to I practice my bow. I want to practice my sling. I, I believe I'm actually called to take people down. I want to kill giants. And God's like, huh, finally somebody who wants to go on the offense. What a concept. He says the, the gates of hell can't prevail against my church, and yet my church is shrinking back, intimidated by culture. Can I find a church that will believe me, take up the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds and begin to sling into culture and shift it. That's, that's the church. That's the DNA of this church. Heck, yeah, we worship like crazy, but we're called to take giants down. We don't back up. We're not intimidated. We're courageous, sometimes crazy. Remember the 12? So you look at a room like this and you think, wow, man, I mean, there's, there's a several hundred of us. But remember the early church, there was only 12 of them. And they were intimidated too because culture was crazy and persecution was real. And so they would go to that Tuesday morning prayer meeting and they'd be like, it's crazy out there, man. I don't know what to do. God, give us power. Give us boldness. Give us courage. We need your power to influence our city. Amen. Vision Builders is that. It's that avenue. It's one of those key avenues where we say we're on the offense. God is attracted to an offensive, hope-filled, courageous, investing life. Anybody in here would like to live a life that God is just itching to get behind? Remember the eyes of the Lord to and fro looking throughout the whole earth. He's like, I found a church in Salt Lake City that, that, wants to, that wants to take me at my word and take me into the city. I found one. I will show myself strong on behalf of him whose heart is loyal to me. Don't think for a minute that God is trying to get you off the planet. He's trying to get you into the planet. He's trying to sow you into this earth so you can bring, it, bring about a redemption, an extraordinary transformation. All creation longs for the revealings of the sons of God and the daughters of God. God is looking to partner with this church in this city. Vision Builders is one of the ways that will get you fully engaged in the, in the heartbeat of God. All right. Now there's my intro. Got a message called scales. I believe God wants to scale. First, I believe he wants to take the scales off our eyes so we can see him more clearly. But he also wants to scale your life. Once he makes you healthy, he wants to enlarge you. 
He also wants you to be a climber. I'm looking at all the mountains around here. I was thinking about, uh, who was it? Who's the guy that climbed Everest? Um, Sir Edmund Hillary. Remember him? Dude, I think God likes guys that climb and ascend. And, and like, Ever, Everest is, like, all apropos right now. There's, like, thousands of people trying to get to the top of Everest. Have you seen any of the pictures of people trying to climb? And it's, like, they got to wait 12 hours to climb. And people are dying as a result of how many people are getting to the top of Everest. But there was a day not long ago where no one had ever got there. And Sir Edmund Hillary was actually on the other side of remarkable disappointment, huge disappointment. One of the leaders in his life had just died trying to ascend Everest, and he was on the team. And they were throwing a great great banquet in this hall, and um, they were honoring all the dead, all the dead. And um, something came upon Sir Edmund Hillary. Something, not only had he lost people that were valuable to him, but he felt a burning and a courage to speak to that mountain. You know what he said? He said, you listen up, Mount Everest. I speak to you in the name of every man who has died and who is living. We're coming after you. You will never get any bigger, but we will. And he ended up taking that mountain. And God loves mountain takers. C3, Salt Lake. Okay. But he also, the scales, there's scales of giving that we're going to hit on to. So let's get into the word. Anybody like the word of God? C3, Salt Lake, the word of God is powerful around here. Okay. You know, 15% of the Bible talks about money, wealth, and possessions. Pretty remarkable. Over 2,350 verses deal with money. Um, our son is a United States Marine. Heck yeah, he is. Heck yeah, he is. On Christmas Day, 2017, he's in boot camp. And uh, they finally gave him a weapon. He was so pumped. Got his first M16 for six weeks. They gave him no ammunition. (laughs) The reason is they wanted him to respect and know the promises, the potential, the purpose, and the power of that weapon before they would trust him with the power. And so that's the word of God. The word of God is full of promises, purpose, but also warnings. Lots of warnings in the word, especially around money, but also power. Let's get into the word. We're going to start in uh, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It's a great touch of God in here. Great touch of God in here. It says, don't store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Pardon me. It says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is there, the desires of your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters for you'll either hate one and love the other or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and be enslaved to money. That sounds familiar. Okay, that's a warning, all right? That's one of the warnings that Jacob needed to figure out with his rifle before he could be trusted with ammunition. Because God doesn't want power in your life if you neglect warnings. 
If you neglect the dangers of money, you really aren't somebody he can trust with it. Because if you're negligent around power, now you're dangerous. You actually can cause damage to yourself and those you love. So God wants you to have power. He wants you to have resources. But if you're a person who just doesn't, who takes it as it's casual or not that big a deal, well, you're not really ready for the real power. And it's going to take real power to shift cities. It's going to take real wealth. It's going to take real money. This isn't the bless me club. This is I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm light to be light, okay? So don't think for a minute that Christianity is designed to just make everything so nice and easy for you. It's actually the soldier life that says, God, I'm on assignment. What did you call me to do? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Yes, I need more wealth. Not for me. There's work to do. I got campaigns to finance. I got churches to build. I've got a, I got a city to, to reach and save and change. Do you think the eyes of the Lord are looking for that guy whose heart is fully his and yet who doesn't play? My son Jacob doesn't play with his weapon. It's not a toy. Money's not a toy. It's a weapon in the hands of a soldier who has the business of his commander at heart. Vision Builders is, is, is we are weaponizing the church to be effective and powerful in this city. And God is looking right now to do something in someone's life who's fully his. The beginning of Vision Builders and what I love about it is it allows me to take the money he's blessed me with to say it's all for you. It's all for your glory. I'm about your business, not my own. Come on. Okay, let's keep going. That's just one scripture. I, I, what's up with this church here? It's not fair. You're supposed to let me get to my points, and there's just something going on in here. These are supposed to be the comfy seats. You're not supposed to be all leaning in and engaged. Where's the sleeping people at, man? I mean, none of you are. What kind of church is this? Okay, Proverbs 8, 18 and 19. says, I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages are better than sterling silver. Those who love me inherit wealth. I fill their treasuries. In other words, he has ridiculous amounts of resources. He wants to bestow it on those that love him, love what he loves, build what he builds, prioritize what he prioritizes, care about what he cares about, dream about what he dreams about, connect to the Father's heart. Remember, it's those that let me inherit. That means I'm part of a family. That means I care. That means I've connected my DNA to, to his. I'm his son. I'm an heir. I can't grind or work my way to get his resources, but I can have faith and be faithful to be trusted. I'm telling you, God is looking to get wealth into the hands of the righteous. But I'll tell you something about the righteous. You have to have the proper definition of what it means to be righteous. It means you've been bought by him for him. Bought by him out of darkness into his wonderful light for 
the things that he dreams and cares about. And if he can find a true son or daughter that dreams and longs and burns for the purposes of God in a city, there is no limit to what he can do. Look at David, a shepherd boy, had no business being trusted with much influence. And yet, there he was. God found him and raised him up. I'm confident God is raising individuals, but more importantly, corporate people who want to be a part of a big cause. Remember David saying, is there not a cause? And you know what was crazy about David's cause? Is he found God's cause. Vision Builders is one of the ways where we see the cause of God and we participate. We spend ourselves. This is good, man. I have been on the tour at, uh, at C3 here talking about Vision Builders, and I've never seen some of the things I'm seeing right now. There's something special about this campus. There's something special about Salt Lake City. God wants it. Is there not a cause? You know, oh my gosh. Okay, uh, let's just read the next scripture. Uh, Revelations 12, 10 through 11. It says, then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It's come at last, salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God is powerful, man. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to the earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night, they have been defeated by him, by the blood of the lamb, by their testimony, and the fact that they did not love their lives or their money so much that they were afraid to die to it. The power, the bullets, are the testimony of those Come on, who've been bought by him and who've given their lives to him. And I wanted to talk, and, and I'll be honest, I'm going to end with this. Uh, I, I love, you know, there's three components to your testimony, okay? The first is what he bought you out of. Okay, it wasn't that long ago. Before we'd won four consecutive best companies to work for in Seattle Awards, before we'd been a 30 plus million dollar company having an international business, before we were really anything, before we had a lot of employees, before we'd been able to give uh, seven figures to vision builders, you know, before, before any of this big stuff, I wanna tell you where we really were. So my testimony is not what he's doing necessarily now, it started with where we were and it wasn't that attractive. Pastor Vince wasn't wanting, he wasn't arm wrestling Dr. Matt for me back then because I was living on my mom's couch at 31 years old, divorced, broken, um, forgiven, forgiven, loved Jesus, he loved me, just not functioning, no function, no power. Realizing, didn't, didn't realize that have you ever been a part of a church that thinks that salvation is just you're, you're forgiven? 
you're actually a bad person and you're going to heaven because Jesus loves you. Well, that's good, but that didn't transform me into his nature and make me influential and made me blessed to be a blessing. And so the testimony is, yeah, he found me there and he didn't leave me there. He actually, just like an engineer who designs rifles, doesn't design them to not shoot. Can you imagine somebody who creates a weapon to not fire, to never be held in the hands of a soldier, to never be put on assignment to accomplish something? But here I was, a, a, a broken down weapon, but I was going to heaven, love God, love Jesus, just, you know, just a worm, just a, just a sinner, just a sinner saved by grace. No, no, grace is transformative. Grace, actually the word saved is not forgiven. It's sozo, which means you've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You don't even have the same nature. You're not even the same person. You can't even recognize yourself. I can't recognize myself. I am believing for a church that can't even recognize itself. I know who I used to be. I'm a, I need to stay somewhat close just so I can relate to people who are still broken and dysfunctional and think like I used to think. I just don't think that way anymore. I don't think I'm worthless anymore. I'm not inferior anymore. I don't live in fear anymore. Those used to govern my entire existence, even when I love God. So the scales that came off my life, off my eyes, were the fact that he actually created my life to work, created my life to function. So that's one testimony. The second testimony is not where you came from. It's where he's taking you into. What's he taking you into? And he's taking us into ridiculous, ridiculous success and wealth, and, and, and we haven't lost our hearts handling money. Money trips a lot of people up. Money has actually become our greatest instrument of worship. It's become the thing that we use to just beat the enemy's head in. It's like, you held me. You held me for so long. I'm going to use everything I got to destroy you. Now he wants nice things. We own like a couple really nice homes. It's so crazy what he's done. You need to understand, though, I don't share my testimony to say, hey, look what we've done. We share our testimony to say what, what he's done. What he's done. He got me off my mom's couch. He got me out of the shame and the fear and the rejection that associated with massive life failure and then brought us into being used by God to fund the kingdom. Vision Builders has been the one thing. If we did not come to a church that had vision to take a city, I don't think we ever would have been fully activated to step into everything God predetermined and pre-wired us to walk in. He wired us to walk in wealth and power, not for our, not, not so you think we're cool, but so that you would see the glory of God in your city. And I want to talk about vision builders. I'm going to show this, this thing to us real quick. We're going to, let me, let me talk us through what we're going to do here. And then I'm going to share one story, and we're going to be, then we're going to be done. Okay, so you, you guys all have this card. And remember, eight, eight years ago, I'd never seen this card. I didn't know what it was. I don't even think it was this nice back then. I think it was like a, you know, a less than version of this. 
Thank you that fancy marketing is important, but the transformative power of sewing is really what brought our life up level after level after level. And so on here, it says your 2019-2020 commitment where you're saying, I love the church. I love what God's doing here in this city, and I want to be a part. I want to be an instrument that brings his kingdom into the city, and I want to tie my finances. I can't sing like Andy or the worship team here, but I can make money. I have a gift on my life. My wife and I do. We have a grace on us to give, and we're tapping that grace to give our best to Jesus and to give our best to build the kingdom. So um, back in the day, I mean, we weren't writing 100 plus thousand dollar checks. We weren't even making that much money. I mean, remember, I'm on my mom's couch trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Um, But we started a little at a time trusting God and stretching. So what I'd like you to think about is, God, what, what does a stretch look like for me? What could I commit to? How can I prioritize you? How can I say, God, enlarge my ability to take up your cause? All right, good. And so there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can do it with a one-time gift. You can do it, a lot of people do better with recurring gifts. There's tons of different ways you can do it. I don't want to get into every detail. But this card kind of spells out um, a way for us to write down and be accountable. I have three guys that hold me accountable to giving every year. We both go big. It's always hard. It's always a stretch. Um, and so we like to do it together in case one of us is struggling or one of us has had a real setback or having cash flow problems. I mean, welcome to business. Business isn't easy. Finances aren't always easy. And sometimes I can get in an atmosphere like this, and I'm like, oh, I'm going I'm to write a big fat check. And then I, three, three months later, it's like I lost three contracts. And I'm trying to figure out, shoot, man, what do I do? And so I'm writing down my stretch, and I'm getting accountable in that, okay? And then, uh, anyway, there's lots of ways you can do it. But what we're going to do is uh, in one minute, well, in about three minutes, we're going to set up some buckets down here, and you're going to have an opportunity to come down and uh, put in your, your Vision Builder um, offering for this year, for 2019. Some of you have already done it this year. It's been Vision Builders Month. What we'd like you to do, just because we want to pray for you and we want to celebrate as a church, a church taking a city, even if you've already pledged or already made a commitment, just write on your card, hey, I already pledged. Here's the amount. Um, Sometimes we've gotten in environments like this and we've already pledged and it's like, I feel like God wants, wants, wants to do something in addition. I, hey, listen, I, I don't like manipulating people to give. I I don't need to. Uh, But I do want you to be open to the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, Connect with your wife. Do not give in disunity. Make sure you and your spouse are one and the same and you're connected. Okay? Um, But what we're going to do when you come forward is we're just going to bless you too. It's not going to be a long prophetic word. It's just going to be a quick blessing. We're going to have a couple of our key um, leaders up here, and we're just going to bless Uh, your life and your gift, and we're going to agree with you, all right? I want to end with one story. I think uh,
I think sometimes you see a guy like like me and you think, well, I don't know if I can give like thousands of dollars. And I want you to know C3 is not a church that is looking at how much you give. Jesus isn't that way either. The most important scales to give on are God's scales. Okay? I'm going to read one story, and we're, gonna, we're all going to give. One of my heroes is a guy named Dr. David Young Cho. Happens to pastor a little church in South Korea with a million people in it. 1973, though, it wasn't a million people in it. It was, it was they didn't even have a building yet. This is his biography. It's a quick story, but I think it's, it's good for us to hear. Um, we're not after your money. God's not after your money. God's after your heart, okay? But a lot of us, our heart's in our money, and our money is in our, reflects our heart. So it says, when our present church was being built in 1973, the dollar was devalued. This caused the Korean won, which was tied to the um, U.S. dollar, to suffer, and we entered into a deep recession. Then the oil crisis hit us, worsening our already fragile economy. Our people lost their jobs, and our income went way down. Having signed contracts with the construction company and experiencing an unprecedented increase in building costs, I suffered greatly. This is Dr. Cho. Seeing the possibility of financial collapse, despondently I sat in my unfinished church building, wishing the still bare rafters would just fall on me. Seeing that only a miraculous intervention of God would deliver us from a catastrophe, I joined the intercessors at Prayer Mountain. One evening while we were meeting to pray on the ground floor of our unfinished church, several hundred joined me in prayer. An old woman walked slowly in my direction. As she approached the platform, I noticed that tears were filling her eyes. She bowed and said, Pastor, I want to give these items to you so that you may sell them for a few pennies to help with our building fund. I looked down, and in her hands were an old rice bowl and a pair of chopsticks. I said to her, Sister, I can't take these necessities from you. But, Pastor, I'm an old woman. I have nothing of value to give my Lord, yet Jesus has graciously saved me. These items are the only things in the world I possess, she exclaimed, tears now flowing freely down her wrinkled cheeks. You must let me give these to Jesus. I can place my rice on old newspapers, and I can use my hands to feed myself. I know that I will die soon, so I don't want to meet Jesus without giving him something on this earth. Get this. As she finished speaking, everyone began to weep openly, and the Holy Spirit's presence filled the place. And we all began to pray in the Spirit. A businessman in the back of the room was deeply moved and said, Pastor Cho, I want to buy that rice bowl and those chopsticks for $1,000. With that, everyone started pledging their possessions. And my wife and I, we sold our small home and gave the money to the church. As you're pledging right now, okay, you tell me whose offering had more weight businessman's or the woman's we don't we're not after how many zeros this, this, 
please understand, we can't buy a city with money. We're after a move of God that can only be triggered by, by people that have a heart to build his house. It, there's no amount of money we could ever raise to transform a city. It, it, it has to be the hearts of a church that say, God, I, I care so much about building your kingdom. And so as you give, will you give with a heart of worship? Sometimes as business guys, we can hide behind our zeros, but our heart's not even in it because we can afford to lose it. I want everyone here to just bring an offering for the cause of the city. Let's pray. It's a great touch of God in here. God, I thank you for a church that's redefining courage, faith, worship. Thank you for a church in Salt Lake City that's surrendering to a cause, engaging in the transformational work of building your church. I know finances are only one part, but this month they're a big part. And we offer you as a body and as individuals our best. I pray that you would show us what it is that's best for where we are right now. Show us our stretch, God. We're all in different places. But we don't value the business guy with multiple zeros over a struggling mom who's weighing what bills to pay. We, we don't place one or the other this time of the month. We actually know it might be the, that mom that shifts the atmosphere here. I also come against reckless giving or guilt or anything that would be from the wrong spirit. Holy Spirit, we, we know you never lead us into disaster. You only lead us into life. And so I pray for the Holy Spirit to be convicting. But I pray, Jesus, that you would feel the worship of this offering. That you would feel a people and their love for you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, uh, we're a couple minutes over and... I apologize, but I feel like there's a bit of a holy moment here. And so as we come forward, I'm going to pass this back to Pastor Vince, and, and he's just going to give a, a quick direction on how to bring your offering forward. And, uh, and you, have, you have a couple people here, right, that are doing it. Hey, guys, let's build God's house. Salt Lake City, you're so beautiful. You're such an extraordinary place. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 Salt Lake City, go to c3saltlakecity.com.